Do you really know why HVAC systems underperform? Well, you're gonna learn all about it on today's show. You know, today's high efficiency systems weren't designed to perform well with older homes and old ductwork. We've gotta make sure that homeowners understand all of this so they can make the right decision for their home and their family. Let's join Drew Cameron right now as he dives deep into this topic. Thank you, Wally. Welcome to the EJA Contractor University studio. I am your host for this episode of Cracking the Code, Drew Cameron with Flow Odyssey. And today we're going to talk about why systems underperform, right? When you go in and you inherit a, a customer's existing system in their house, um, not surprising, they're probably not happy with what's going on, right? I mean, you inherit a situation and whoever built the house, built the house the way they built the house, hired a contractor that they hired, whether they knew what they were doing, uh, didn't know what they were doing, did it well, did it right, you know, who knows, right? Here's the thing, fast forward, right? Maybe a system was replaced somewhere along the way. If not, you're obviously replacing it, right? And we now are present in today and we're looking at high efficiency and advanced technology. Today's high efficiency and advanced technology was not designed to work on, on a house, in a house, or on a duct system that was designed for yesterday's you know, technology, right? Not typically without some modifications. So we have to help a customer understand how to buy. We have to understand, help them understand why they might not be comfortable. When you walk around the house and you do a survey of the home and you look around the house and you see that maybe they've masked the comfort or lack of comfort situations, pre-existing conditions and comorbidities associated with the existing machine. Things that just aren't performing the way that they want. You may see things like ceiling fans that are running, tabletop or floor fans that are running, tabletop uh, or floor filtration devices, humidifiers, uh, other types of air cleaning and purification devices that are in the house, portable heaters, um, you know, portable electrical heaters, uh, you know, someone installed a strip of electric baseboard somewhere. Um, you may see that they have blankets on the couches, they're running the fireplace, a pellet stove. Um, they have, you know, clothing, they're wearing, they're, wearing, they're wearing extra clothing or it looks like they're, you know, it's the middle of winter and they're taking off the extra clothing because it's so, you know, so uncomfortable in their house. Um, you know, all kinds of different ways that, you know, that people, you know, adapt their being, their existence to go ahead and adjust for what's not going on in their home and in their mind, there's no issue, right? Because they, they've fixed it in their mind, but they don't realize the, the issue actually is pervasive and it's still there. They've just adapted, adjusted, and executed accordingly, right? I've even gone into people's houses and people told me that they had no hotspots in, cool, in the cooling season and you go to the master bedroom and they got a window unit supplementing the system, right? Again, they've adapted, adjusted, and executed uh, you know, accordingly. So that's why you have to do a full blown survey of the house. When you go out to a house, you got to ask lots of questions You got of the customer. You got to ask questions of the building structure itself. And you got to ask questions of the duct system and the equipment and how it's installed, right? Because at the end of the day, anything that you put in is going to be better than anything that they have, because I trust that you're a better company than whoever put in, you know, what they have. Uh, and also, you hopefully have learned since this thing was put in, you know, maybe 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, and so you, you hopefully have better skills, better training, better tools, you know, and we of course have better technology. So anything you do, hopefully will be better because your number one charge is to do no wrong and do no harm, you know, to these people. So that being said, you go into a house and here's what you have to realize. 
The high efficiency and advanced technology equipment that you get from your manufacturing partner can only be as effective and as efficient as the ratings say based on how effective and efficient the duct system is and how effective and efficient the building envelope is. You need to keep that in mind. Your equipment, while it may be great and your manufacturer tells you it's great and they advertise it to the homeowners and the homeowners may want this high efficiency and advanced technology, maybe they even read about it online, but if you go, go, go ahead and hook up a high efficiency and advanced technology to low efficiency um, you know, duct system and low efficiency building envelope, you're gonna just waste energy more efficiently because yes, the machine has potential, it's just not gonna achieve potential, right? Performance is what we're looking for and performance comes from proper design, proper configuration, meaning getting the right components and putting them together into a right, the right solution, proper installation, then proper verification, meaning testing out, because you test in to get your design, test out when the work is done to verify that you improve the situation, and then customer confirmation. You do a happiness check with the customer after they have an oppor uh, opportunity to test the system for a little bit to see if in fact they're more comfortable, they feel better airflow, the utility bills are where they want them to be. And you give them maybe a two year unconditional happiness guarantee so they can kick the tires for eight seasons, put the thing through its paces. And, and see how this thing performs, both on the comfort side as well as the utility side, right? But that's what it is that we wanna look at. That being said, let's take a look at why some of these systems underperform, right? So from a cooling perspective, air conditioning and duct systems um, basically function together, right? The whole house is a system when you really think about it. And so how does installation affect the efficiency and cost of operation, meaning rated efficiency, versus delivered efficiency. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the manufacturer says it can do, it matters what it actually does in the home, right? In fact, in January of 2023, we are going to AFUE2, HSPF2, SEER2, and EER2. Why? Because manufacturers are having to derate their equipment for higher static pressure uh, on these fans because what they're finding is, is that contractors are not putting the machines in right, and so therefore, the customer thinks they're paying for a high efficiency machine, but they're not getting what they're paying for, and so manufacturers are having to derate their equipment. That's really what that's about. All this new, you know, new government mandated legislation is because manufacturers have gone to uh, been called on the carpet by the, uh, by the government, by utilities, basically saying, hey, listen, you need to improve the efficiency. They're saying, hey, we're getting everything we can out of this. It's a function of how poorly they're installed. And contractors aren't doing their job. And they say, well, now, again, if we can't, basically, that's the wild card, what, what, is, the, you know, what is the one constant we can control? The equipment. So we will re-rate the equipment. So in essence, a 14-seer becomes a 13-seer and therefore drops out of line. A 15 seer becomes a 14 seer, so forth and so on. And so that's what you're gonna see with the new efficiency there. But let's take this into consideration. Let's say the customer bought a machine that has the potential to achieve a efficiency rating of 20 seer, and you install that. But you don't get the, uh, the refrigerant charge right, okay? Minus five to 30% on that efficiency. That takes that 20%, uh, 20 seer, and drops it down to 17.1 seer. Improper airflow. Minus five to minus 20% on the operation. Depends on how pervasive and bad you know, that, that duct system is. Poorly designed, poorly installed, crushed, broken ducts, under insulated duct work, all of that, right? Takes that down, to, uh, steps it down to a 15.4 uh, sear. If you have the wrong coil, 
and the wrong outdoor unit, minus 10% on the efficiency, takes you down to 13.9. If you got leaky ducts or thermal loss because you don't have good insulation of the ductwork and the ductwork is running through a crawl space or unconditioned attic uh, as well, right? It's gonna step you down 15 to 40%, take you down to 11.1 uh, one, one sear. And if the building envelope is poorly insulated and leaks like a sieve, you're gonna have minus 14, minus 15, excuse me, to minus 40% it takes you down to an 8.3. So the customer pays the price to get a 20 sear that performs like an 8.3 sear, meaning their utility bills don't drop like they expected them to and are nowhere near as comfortable as they can be. Now, that being said, there's a note down here that says nearly one half of all heating and cooling equipment in the United States, in the US homes, never performs to the advertised capacity and efficiency due to installation problems, which means homeowners are paying higher operating costs over the life of the equipment. Estimated savings uh, potential from following ACCA quality installation specification guidelines ranges from 18 to 36% for air conditioning and heat pumps and 11 to 18% for furnaces, according to an article that was published in the Air Conditioning and Heat Refrigeration News in June of uh, 2011. Now, this data that I've got as far as the step downs comes from very reliable sources. The Air Conditioning Contractors of America, the Environmental Protection Agency, the Department of Energy, National Comfort Institute known as NCI, who basically focuses on airflow, uh, combustion efficiency and refrigerant charge, as well as Comfort Institute and AeroSeal. Uh, AeroSeal owns Comfort Institute, and they focus on duct leakage as well as building science building envelope there. And again, those case studies are, you know, are very important. It combines and tells you that we, go, we have to, as contractors, at the very least, at the very least HVAC contractors, you need to get the charge right. You need to get the airflow right. You need to get the matching of the equipment right. And you need to get the ductwork right. Even if you don't fix the building envelope, do what it is that's part of what your profession is. Because now that you know this, you can't unknow it. And a true professional delivers upon the comorbidities and, and, and deficiencies and things that are compromising the performance and functionality of the machines. You don't go ahead and turn a blind eye to this once you know this, right? Also note, equipment can be oversized as much as 225% according to the Comfort Institute and is not adjusted for in the figures below. Meaning that you have to also realize we have to get the right size piece of equipment. National Comfort, I mean, Comfort Institute has basically found that in many cases, equipment can be oversized by as much as 225% in some instances. And that is further going to impact comfort and efficiency as well as performance in the long run. So let's take a look at a furnace and what happens on, a fur on the furnace story. So let's assume you had a 95% efficient furnace and we apply the, you know, the same metrics here, okay? According to the same... Uh, analysis here, if we have improper fuel delivery rate and or combustion efficiency of the machine, it's a minus five to 30% uh, drop in efficiency. Improper airflow is minus five to minus 20. Improper equipment sizing is gonna be minus 10. Uh, leaking ducts and thermal loss is going to be uh, minus 15 to minus 40. I mean, think about that. Even the EPA and Department of Energy have said that the average duct system leaks 25 to 40%. So those numbers are, can't be that far off. It's why, you know, that's not to say that these machines won't satisfy the customer's thermostat. They, they, you know, they just have to run twice as long to do the job because they're running on half the performance, if you will, right? So if you think about it, these machines have to work twice as hard, run twice as long, cost twice as much 
to keep comfortable customers half as comfortable. Eventually, it satisfies the thermostat. It's on those extreme days where it tends not to keep up, and these customers are really struggling in many cases. And then lastly, infiltra uh, infiltration and thermal loss of the building envelope is a minus 15 to minus 40% you know, loss there. Again, taking into consideration the guidelines from that same article there in the bottom left-hand corner on this, as far as the notes are concerned. Bottom line, what does all of this mean? You are a professional in the life of the homeowner. They're counting on you to get what they pay for. The manufacturer's ratings are a matter of potential. What the customer's paying for is performance. And that comes down to the Basically, the first day in the life of the machine is the most important day in the life of the machine. Installation day, right? But there's another day that's also very important, design day. It's when you, the comfort advisor, go out there and do a good analysis and debrief of the homeowner, do an analysis of the duct system and the equipment, do analysis of the building envelope, do a load calculation, do an airflow analysis, whether that be with a tape measure and a ductulator, or you pull out flow hoods or a duct blaster, and you get the system right. That is your calling, that is your duty. That's why you're here and that's why you're professional, and that's why you get paid what it is that you get paid. That being said, if you have any questions about this content or any of the content that I share here at EGIA, please feel free to reach out to me. Some of you are members, and as a member, you are the mission. We certainly greatly appreciate it. Those of you who are not members, we hope you'll join us on this odyssey, this flow odyssey, if you will, and learn what it is that you need to be the professional that the customer will pay a premium for. Until next time. Awesome content right there from Jew as always. Now listen, if you like this episode, be sure and share it on your Facebook. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week. And until then, bye-bye for now. <laughs>